dude. Hey, dude. How you doing? Good. Oh, Nana, what's your name? My name is Erin. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. Fuck my life. What's your name? Just say your name. Regular. It's Erin. Oh, okay. sorry. Uh, it's Erin. <laughs> I'm Nicole. Hi, I'm Erin. My oh, name is Erin. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool my for name anybody is who's... Misty, Misty Peppers. Peppers. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is nope. unless they're like major SNL fans. Well, um, maybe we'll find some major SNL fans. Me. Um, I'm Nicole. This is Dude That's yeah. Fucked Up. Welcome, people. Welcome. Um, if you're just listening for the first time, so sorry. That's uh, <laughs> not, we're pretty, you know, professional usually. Um, we're real <laughs> buttoned up. Uh, mm-hmm. Emphasis on butt. <laughs> We're also 15-year-old boys trapped in the body of, like, 30-something-year-old women, oh, what so it's cool. How does that thing? It's like, bah, 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 bah. What, what's, like, that? It's, like, the negative sound. Like, <laughs> Oh, I don't like know. the, oh, from Price is Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Emphasis on butt. God damn it. I want to find that sound effect so bad while you're looking up that sound effect i want to give a shout out to the facebook group um our closed facebook group is the chillest coolest place ever i spend far too much time hanging out in there (laughs) it's so fun oh my god uh Uh, it's really silly i wasted probably like five hours of my life this week um do you want me to make the joke again (laughs) (laughs) wait hold on let me do it again oh shit do it again (laughs) um sorry you should keep that on that's the sound you're trying to make you should keep that on hand today okay i don't know use it it sparingly but Uh (laughs) uh-huh I need like a mixing board for sound effects, I think. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah. I'm already having so much fun. Me too. <laughs> Sorry it took me so long to get back. Uh, like we were having some technical difficulties before we started and I had to take my, my shorts off because they were like <laughs> real coochie cutters and so I put literal hammer pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're like yoga, like they're you know like they're they're like tight at the bottom and like yeah. tight at the top, but they're like like genie fluffy. pants, like yeah, gen- like genie pants. Oh, love but it! I call them like my yoga hammer pants. Oh, that's awesome. Are they like patterned or just regular, like one, like solid? They have some like like uh kind of henna pattern on them, I guess. Oh, nice. Yeah, I bought them like when I had surgery and like couldn't wear real pants. <laughs> <laughs> and now you don't have to wear real and pants had to if have, you don't want. I don't have to do anything. No. Well, I I was wearing coochie cutters earlier, but like the pants that I'm wearing now, I have because I have I'm wearing because when I bought them, I had to have a catheter. Oh. And I was like, oh, I need to like have this catheter attached to my leg, so it needed to be have needed to be loose in the leg. <laughs> so that's fun. And now you do you just like strap treats to your upper thigh or like other things that you might need when you're out and about and carrying a small purse yeah exactly <laughs> like I just like I strap like a knife to my inner thigh <laughs> or like a rice krispie treat or 
Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yes. A bag mm-hmm. of wine. Like, whatever you mm, need when you're out That's about. the thing. It, instead of a catheter, I could put, like, I wish, I actually might still have some catheter supplies. I could just fill it up with wine. Yeah. And have it, like, as a go bag. That's of just wine. smart. I think so. But not white wine, red wine. Because you, you uh, don't want that shit to be hot. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like, th- I was like, but what if somebody thinks I'm, like, peeing blood or something? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, this has gone on a real tangent. You know what? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we'll do some field tests. Mm-hmm. Um, before we like get into it, I just want to make an amendment to what some shit I brought up last week, which was fine. Nothing was um, incorrect, I don't think. Uh, or at least no one said anything so far. But I did bring up this guy. Uh, it was a source that you had. It was a source. Right? Okay. Yeah. Listen, I, I think everyone's pretty clear on the fact that our research is like. Internet not... based. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and documentaries. And yes, a lot of these sources are like legit, like National Geographic or like whatever. But also I just find things sometimes that are interesting and on topic. And I'll watch that and I'll reference that. So there was a video last week. Uh, that I mentioned from Stefan Molyneux or Molyneux or something. Um, he's a dude in Canada and it was him on his like YouTube show arguing with a guy that had called in over the phone who was a flat earther. I stand by, um, my statement in that I agree with Stefan on this topic. However, Aaron brought to my attention via a basic wikipedia article that i probably should have looked up when i was doing this um that this guy is like a pro-trump anti-feminist garbage human um Mm. and don't i probably shouldn't have plugged him uh but it's okay you know what that he you can this is what will bring us together yeah i think is that we can disagree on a, a variety of topics like politically but we all are united in the fact that flat earthers are fucking idiots. <laughs> okay? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He's so I don't know. Anti-feminism. <laughs> that, so, well, that's, that's true. Awkward. But you, your whole point was, I mean, he was he was in this instance. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. Just in, this, like, in this moment in, t- in time. Yeah. He was having this conversation with this flat earth person and he sounded... Like, he came off as, like, a reasonable, normal person. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Like, I, he sounded, he was, like, very patient, and he knew a lot of stuff just off the top of his head. Like, all of mm-hmm. these arguments this guy made, he, he knew, like, a lot of probably pretty generic stuff that I just, like, wouldn't think of. But, you know, like, oh, no, but what about this? But what about this? What about gravity? What about these experiments? What about this? And it was all, I thought it was pretty interesting. But when I brought it up to Pete, Pete was like, no, that guy was, like, way too into himself like why did he talk with this guy for over an hour and I was like sure hmm. yeah it's like he just really wanted to be right yeah yeah and so. re- or or wanted to put this person on like showcase and be like look at this dumb motherfucker yeah. like we don't need to like see that we already know <laughs> right you could it could have been a five minute video probably like, <laughs> no offense to this poor person but like also it's like you just made this person a punching bag and you're like I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's a way anyway. more than enough time spent on this man. Uh, just don't. Yeah. You don't need to watch videos by him. Uh, yeah. We're not experts. Uh, we're, bus, we're not experts. We're bus driver scientists at best. So I at mean, best. we're better than that. But <laughs> at least a bus driver has a job, though. <laughs> podcast is free enough said moving on yeah (laughs) we're not doing the we're not doing the uh work of an npr reporter we're doing the work of like you know like a fox news reporter yeah oh damn it i gotta get that sound effect back up fuck i missed my chance The, the first sound sounds like a fart. Yeah, it's like very trumpety. Yeah, it's like a comic fart. It's like a comical yeah. fart. Burp. Um. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Um. Uh. Facebook group is the best. Oh, it's so uh, good. Uh. There's some really weird shit in there. I mean, and your uh, your your screen caps of the flat Earth <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Uh, groups have been really on point so um, thank you for doing that of you course. really expose yourself to some some farty rooms <laughs> stinky farts and uh, on <laughs> not even like once you like join the groups and it just gets into your feed like it's not even like you're exposing yourself it's just like guerrilla warfare on your on your brain because it's just like popping yeah. up in between like oh so and so had a baby oh so and so's engaged like it's just like flat earth blah 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 and I'm just like ew <laughs> and but um I left those groups this morning so uh you know I should probably start therapy soon or whatever <laughs> to get over no, it just like cleanse your brain go outside yeah. breathe from fresh air go look at the horizon oh good yeah <laughs> know that this globe is round yeah um mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I love the Facebook Go group. watch a rocket, like, launch or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. I'll just yeah. go look at the waves in the ocean, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't think we have too much business to take care of up top. Yeah. Uh. Did you have anything fucked up this week? It's all good stuff for me. Oh. All good stuff. Nothing fucked up here. Oh. What about you? Well, my week balances yours out, I guess. Um, do you want to hear about the rectal exam I got or would you like to hear about uh, or would you like to hear about me being accosted by a homeless person at the gas station oh my god I mean fuck Um, I mean there's not much dealer's choice there's not much to the rectal exam basically I had col- you already had your copay and you're getting your money's worth yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I told good you. For you. Yeah. yeah. I was like <laughs> I was like at the GI cuz I had a, I, that's a gastroenterologist and I had um I had colon polyps like a few years ago when they checked me for my uh when I had that like um parasite situation they mm-hmm. they were like oh you have polyps so then my regular doctor was like oh you have a history you should go in and get another one I was like great. And so I went in and they were like, no, like, are you bleeding out of your butt when you poop or anything? And I was like, no. And they were like, OK, well, like, I don't think you need one. Um, You're you, here. Yeah. Do you want me to do a rectal exam? And I was like, uh, I was not prepared. I hadn't showered even that day. And I was, 
And I was like, um, um, and I was like, and then I was like, Nicole, just do it. You're here. And I, and I told her I was a comedian. Like I'd put it in my paperwork cause I don't have a job. And I was like, I guess I should fill something in. So, so I was like, I was like, uh, she was like, oh, so do you want to get a rectal exam while you're here? I'm like, uh, I guess. I mean, you're like, is that a joke? Yeah. I was like, I paid the $40 copay. She's like, there you go. Also, uh, like you might be able to use it for material. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it it was really unpleasant. She was rough down there. Like it was like, oh my God. Have you ever had one? Oh, girl, have I? Okay. I thought maybe you would, but, I, but I've had, I've had several since my before and after my surgery. Yeah. It's. It hasn't gone my way in the past year. Well, so. it was like she <laughs> was like, like jam on your side, but she like jammed it, and then she was like wiggling her fingers all around in there, and I was like, oh. she's just making sure. Yeah, I don't know. And then she like smeared her finger on like this thing. She was like, oh, I just got a little stool. You're sample. like, is there blood? Yeah. yeah, but she's like, is there blood? And then she's like, oh, you're all good. I was like, ew. And then I felt like my whole drive home, I like just felt like I smelled you're like, like poop. I need to shit. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I had to shit later in the day, and that was awkward because I wasn't at home. But I was like, oh, oh it's happening. It's gonna happen. Oh, I just shit everywhere now. I used to not be able to poop in public, but. <laughs> I think like episode two yeah. of this podcast, you guys can hear all about it. We've but. talked about it. It's fine. Yeah. Wait, is that did you have you never had a rectal exam before? No, that was my first one. I've had the col- oh. I've had the colonoscopy, but I was out. But you're asleep for it. Yeah. yeah so uh, I don't know. Like I don't And you're like super cleaned out from all the um Yeah. So like so stuff. when I had when I had my colonoscopy, my asshole was pristine. Yeah. Not a stink of shit. But when I had your, this one, your sphincter only was like ready for yeah the yeah. Uh-huh. But this one was like I was coming in hot. I was like, um, I, I was well, like, do I need to clean up or anything? She's like, no. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's well. Cool. Um. Anyway, I don't really want to talk about being accosted by the homeless person. Now I'll save it for another time. Yeah. Um. But I do have, uh, it was hard actually not to just go straight to the Facebook group and tell everyone what happened both times, both for my, for my, I know for my, uh, it's like we have a group of friends that we just like can like tell anything to. I know all our weird stuff. I was like, all our weird stuff. Like, like it's stuff that I like want to post on Facebook to like my whole feed. Yeah. But I'm like, oh no, like my grandma's gonna see this or I don't know yeah my my great aunt will be like liking it and I'm be like you why did you like that (laughs) no I have no I know you're like oh god I forget I forget that you follow me on here and this is right 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 uh do you have anything else no I'm ready to roll okay well I have whatever I have a segue for us today uh via Facebook messenger um amazing uh, it's, I love this because someone reached out, you know, we get the emails, but we can both see them, but someone mm-hmm. reached out to me via Facebook messenger. So you couldn't see this. And it, I was like, so excited because I was like, Ooh, I'll get to like read this, you know, to Aaron. Yeah. And I she love won't that. know. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. So, oh my God. I just went to type in Wikipedia. It's just like autofilled to Kentucky meat shower. <laughs> Uh, why why i don't know i i 
I must have spent a lot of time researching that. I don't know. Uh, what is a Kentucky has- meat shower? I'll tell you when you're older. Ew! <laughs> I don't, no, I think it's an actual thing that happened, but I don't know. Go oh, on. yeah, it sounds awful. No, what is it? If you had to make something up for it, what would a Kentucky oh. meat shower be? <laughs> okay, uh, it's where you get a tractor, and and you're riding the tractor, and you're 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 out there on the you're not tilling the land. You're on, you're driving on a on a highway rural rural street oh, okay. rural road okay and you're drinking some some bourbon uh-huh <laughs> and then you uh oh you hit some roadkill <laughs> and then the tractor tilt like throws it up in the air and then you got a kentucky meat shower <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Oh, um, I always thought a Kentucky meat shower was when you're uh, you set up a Tinder date and they're on their way over, but before they get there, you run down to KFC and you get a bucket of just wings, just no oh. breasts. You just get Kentucky fried what about chicken. legs. No legs, just the wings. Uh huh. And you get back, and then your Tinder date's there, but you're hiding the chicken from them. And then when you like start getting nasty, and then oh. and then uh, when they don't when they least expect it, you poke them in the butthole, and they go, "What was that for?" And you toss the bucket of chicken on them, and you go, "Kentucky meat shower." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty good. That was a that's really long good. one, but I feel like <laughs> I, I we don't know. both made those up as. Yeah. As it came into our brains. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that's not what it is. It's an actual thing that happened in Kentucky, apparently. So says the internet. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is... I'm going to read you Diana's uh, letter, and then we'll... Or, well, okay, she messaged me, and so, like, halfway through, I started responding. Um, so uh there's i have some responses and i also had some follow-up questions to her what she answered so i'm gonna share it all great but i'll try and go fast so this is from diana okay of course it starts with like nice stuff about the podcast so hey nicole love the podcast i now religiously listen to yours and mfm smiley face nice yeah i wanted to share a few things with you guys but didn't want to do it publicly so hopefully you see this (laughs) Um, okay. My fucked up story is about the class I took last summer. I really love anatomy, so I took a a cadaver dissection course. Cadaver? Yeah. Yeah. Not cadaver. Holy (laughs) cadaver. I was going to say holy diver. (laughs) Holy cadaver. Cadaver. You've been long, gone too long in the midnight sea. <laughs> in the midnight <laughs> morgue. <laughs> oh my god, I'm too drunk. Oh, okay. Go we'll on. get okay. My fuck- we'll cut that up. Yeah, we're cutting all this out. My fucked up story is about the class I took last summer. I really love anatomy, so I took a cadaver dissection course, then planned to be the TA for the anatomy class. It was weird at first because, you know, cutting open dead old people... Uh, But you get used to it pretty quickly. Obviously, some pretty odd things happened during that class. So three or four people were assigned to each body, ten total in the room, 
and we fully dissected them over the course of a month, going in three times a week. Some of the cadavers had pacemakers that would make a sound randomly, and the first time it happened, we were all like, what the fuck? Whoa. One class day, I was dissecting the upper arm of my cadaver and resting my elbow on the edge of the table so I could reach what I needed. My arm rested there for almost the whole class time, about three hours, and I lost feeling in that skin for a few months. So now, I have a fun story about how I partially embalmed myself. Oh my god. <laughs> I think just because her oh my arm, god. it was like in the liquid or whatever. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. That's gross. <laughs> Okay, but it gets worse, so just wait. Okay, cool. I love it. Um, she wrote, at least for me, things were pretty normal in the room after I got used to it. But once I got out of class, I'd be more grossed out. So we had to – it's like you could, like, put it out of your mind when you're, like, in there doing it. But then once mm. you leave and you think about, like, what just happened, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, totally, totally. <sighs> Um, so we had to save all of the tissue because, at least at my school, they cremate the bodies and give the ashes back to the family after the classes are done with them. So we would, we would remove fat and put it in a bin at the top of the table Mm -hmm. to save for the family. (laughs) I don't think they need that, though. Like, like, you don't, I don't know. It's like, that's a little. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice, I guess. I mean, you're getting all of your loved one uh, back. The most fucked up thing that happened one oh the mo- <laughs> the most fucked up thing happened one day after I left class. I walked home eager to perform my p- post class ritual of stripping down, hopping in the shower, and hosing down my clothing. Like I said, I could rest my arm in cadaver juice during class, but as soon as I left, it grossed me the fuck out. <laughs> I walk in my apartment, take my shoes off, strip, and go to throw my clothes and shoes in the running water when I notice. There's a chunk of human fat wedged into a groove on the bottom of my shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh my god. I was so fucking grossed out and emotionally upset me for like the next two days. Needless to say, I cleaned everything in my apartment with bleach and made sure that in the future, I wipe my shoes in the grass on my way home before tracking dead body pieces into my home again. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, that's what oh. I wrote. I wrote, oh, my God, I am I am legitimately laughing so hard. I love that you sent this to me so Erin can't see it, and I can read it out loud to her when we record next, as long as you're cool with it. And uh, she wrote, of course. LOL, sorry about the super long fucked up message. Thanks for making a great podcast. Oh no, I think I missed a part. Oh, hang on. Oh no! No! (laughs) You sounded like Celine Dion. (laughs) Oh. It's not good. I hate Celine Dion. Sorry. It's not good. It's not a compliment. What an asshole. Okay, so I said, um, uh, oh my God, I am legitimately laughing so hard. I love that you sent this to me so Aaron can't see it and I can't, and I can read it out loud to her when we record next, as long as you're cool with it. What is the texture of dead people fat? Is it hard or squishy? (laughs) And I had written that to her as she's writing to me. So she's like, of course, LOL. Sorry about the super long fucked up message. Thanks for making a great podcast. You guys helped me with my microbiology exam as it covered helminths and the bubonic plague and definitely not E. coli. 
(laughs) (laughs) So you guys were with me in my final. That's so cool. Oh, my God. I'm glad I could make you laugh. That's all the fucked up stuff I have to share right now. Hope I didn't ruin your dinner. And then uh, she said, yes, you can totally read the story next time. I'd be honored, LOL. It's definitely squishy and it looks yellow like butter on popcorn and is all oily and stuff. I ki- It kind of does look like corn, to be honest. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like niblets, I guess. I was- ah! I was definitely glad during that class that I was already vegetarian because you see some nasty stuff. Then I said, where'd you end up disposing of it? Did you take it back to the lab or did you just put it down the garbage disposal or something? And then I wrote, ew, ew. (laughs) And she wrote, maybe I should have since it was like somebody's loved one's cellulite. But I was so grossed out. I think I just grabbed it with a wad of toilet paper and flushed it down the toilet and tried not to throw up for a few hours. That's fine. Yeah. I, I, if it was my cellulite, I'd be like, that's cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we just chatted and stuff. Um, that's so that's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, that was her story. She said she was glad to listen to the next episode. Thanks for writing back. If possible, please do not use my last name. Love you guys. Yeah. I didn't use her last name, so. God bless. God bless Diana. So fun. I had so much fun talking to her that night. That's amazing. We're segueing into our topic, which is all around dead bodies. And I watched a documentary, or actually it was, oh yeah, it was a documentary and like an indie film type thing last night. And I was pretty nauseous throughout most of it, but then it ended and I waited probably like 15 minutes and then I'm like, okay, I'll make dinner now. Well, the only thing that will get me... I think nauseous is the smell of formaldehyde. Oh, yeah. I remember dissecting like fetal pigs and stuff in high school. And that shit was, it wasn't, so, I I didn't mind the, uh, the dissection process. Like I wasn't squeamish about like the actual process. Oops. It was the, it was more the, the smell of the formaldehyde. Yeah, it's not a – well, and is it that that smell would be bad on its own or is it because you associate it with dead things? Do you know what I mean? No, that that smell would be bad on its own. It's like – it's cloying and yeah. and, uh, and it's, it smells uh, ugly. I don't know. I have to tell you something that happened um, in my biology class when we were dissecting the um, fetal pig. It's someone you know and I'll tell you after who it was. Um, but we were dissecting our fetal pig. Our teacher, um, was like, you know, looking at all the pigs cause we threw them away that day. We were done. Like we just put, the, we disposed of them. She saw that one was missing its feet and she made everyone stop. We couldn't leave the room. She's like, I know there, I know someone has taken whole yeah she's like you need to say who you are this is like illegal or whatever like this is like not good you cannot do this like we have to account for all who did this i'll tell you after because i don't even want to have it like on tape no no Um, even if we edit it out Uh, because that is it was insane so she literally walked up to the front of the class and like opened her shirt no 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 the person who like stepped forward walked up to the front of the class opened her shirt and literally took pig feet dead fetal pig feet out of her bra 
She had stuffed Holy them uh. in her bra. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It was Yo. so gross. Anyway, oh but that was crazy. Yeah, I was like, what? I, I remember because I'm such like a nerd about certain stuff. I just like following about rules. rules. I'm like, a yeah. rule follower. And when she was doing that, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, it's going to be so funny. I was like, this isn't funny. But of course, I'm not going to like narc on her because I didn't want to be that, you know, outcast for the rest of high school. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. The politics of high school. Ugh, so awful. Ugh. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to. Good Lord. <laughs> Segwaying into the topic. Segwaying. Um, we're going to talk about uh, basically what happens when you die and you donate your body. Like yes. to, to certain science. To, to science uh, or as a or to other people, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, so there's whole body donation and then there's like organ donation. Yeah. And I want to caveat. Which are two totally separate things. Yeah. 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 And I want to caveat that we have some listeners who are experts in this field. I know that we have people who like, I mean, even just Diana, like no, probably knows a, a lot about this. And I know we have a listener um, that is in like forensic science. Uh, so you know, we're, we're talking loosely about this today. Um, definitely let us know if we missed something or got something wrong, which I think we're just going to talk about the basics. So we're not diving too deep into it. Um, but yeah. be, be gentle. Um, let's talk about if you donate to others first. So sure. if you donate your parts. The main organs that are harvested uh, are heart, kidneys, liver, lungs, intestines, pancreas, um, and I think a few other things, but those are the main uh, organs that are harvested from a body uh, upon death. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And make no mistake, like this is a very, I know it's like, it's it's hard for some people to think about or talk about. Um, and I don't, I don't want anybody to think we're being irreverent when we're talking about it like this. Uh, but this is a life-saving thing. Well, and I don't think we're being irreverent. It, it it's well, just we're a being thing. kind of cold. I think we're being a little cold. Oh, I don't think that. I, but also, I don't look at it as I. I guess maybe if there, if you're also if we were talking about it, this with someone's loved one, it'd be different. But sure. I think we're just talking about what happens, like brass tacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it just is what happens. And also, yeah, I mean, to your point, it saves a lot of lives and it enriches people's lives and. It, it does a lot of good. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to caveat that. Yeah. Though, but I think we're. Before we really get into it. Yeah. We're not. this is like. Yeah. Yeah. This is like. This is a subject I think that might be really like triggering for some people. And I don't want to like, you know, upset anybody. Yeah. We're just talking. Uh, yeah. It's like science-y. It's science. Yeah. yeah. Um, although. <laughs> uh, I am going to bring it to something like somewhat personal I don't know I mean it has to do with like a real person but so I always thought it was really interesting that you can harvest people's eyes for mm. so if people have had like eye trauma um you know they can be a recipient of a donor who excuse me has passed away and um gives their eyes and when I lived in New York City a while ago there were so signs went up in the subway because Jerry Orbach donated his eyes after he died 
Oh. Who was on Law and Order. Yeah. Um, and there they were like the most it was the weirdest advertisement because it was like <laughs> it was like Jerry Orbach, like the greatest role of his lifetime was donating his eyes to two lucky New York City recipients or whatever. It was a weird ad, but also it was Yeah, that's of, weird. Like it, uh, oh, you mean an ad for for becoming a don- yeah, uh, donor. Yeah, for becoming a donor. Yeah, specifically of your <laughs> eyes. So, it was yeah. weird because there was a picture of him and it was like a close up and his eyes and then it was like two New Yorkers <laughs> have his eyes. They know who they are. Like uh, they must. Were they the people that had the eyes or just like oh. random actors? <laughs> oh. they're like look (laughs) i don't know who the people were it was not a picture of them but but they probably ride the subway and then they're like looking up with the eyes that are looking back at them and it's like that be like the best like conversation started like hey i know my eye looks a little funny but it's Jerry Orbach's yeah. eye. Yo, this Jerry Orbach's eye. Oh, or or what if someone's like, wow, you have really beautiful eyes. And you're all, you mean I? This is Jerry Orbach's eye. Law and order ever heard of it? Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. R.I.P. Jerry. No, but he did a great thing. He did a great thing. Um, and it was cute because I was reading an article about this campaign because I remembered it when we were like researching this and I was like, oh my God, I, it was so, it was like cool, but also really creepy in a way because yeah. I, I don't know. Um, it's very macabre. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I was looking and, and apparently he had like better than 2020 vision until he died and he was really proud of it. And so he always wanted to donate his eyes because... He, he like knew it was like a really good thing that he had. He's like, trust me, you you want these, <laughs> you want these. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Holy shit! But oh, I love it. But yeah, so you can you can donate your eyes. A tissue can be donated, um, and that doesn't even really have to be alive. I don't think when it's donated. Um, and there's other things like well, skin is a tissue, but veins, heart valves, tendons, ligaments. Um, mm. I even think. They did the first face transplant like a year or two ago. So someone donated yeah. their face. Like, I mean, I'll donate my face. I mean, I'll donate my face too, but like. That's crazy. But like, That's intense. No one's going to want my old face, hopefully, when I'm dead, uh, when I'm old. Like, uh, like you want like a nice young face. I, I Yeah, that's true. If you're that's the recipient. True. I mean, God willing, you'll die at an old age, you know, but yeah. I'm just saying like. Man, I've taken good care of my skin all these years. Me too. Uh, it's pretty. It's it's a good. It's a solid face. Yeah. It's like Aria collecting faces. Yeah. Like that's the face that uh, you want a good. You want some good skin. Your face is above mediocre. I think. Thank you. So is yours. <laughs> you have beautiful skin. Oh, thank you. So do you. Um, we're just beautiful people, but. I mean, we could be totally <laughs> lying about that because it's a podcast. <laughs> you have a face for radio. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, there's not much more to it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there is, but in terms of what. Be a donor. It's a noble thing to do. It'll save lives. I know people that have uh, 
directly benefited from people who, you know, who they've received donor organs and they've gone on to live, you know, live, live their lives. Yeah. Uh, where they otherwise probably would have passed away or like been on dialysis or something for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And they're now totally healthy and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very noble thing and it's important. Um, and my, so. my feeling is like, you know, if you could help someone when you're no longer here, it's cool. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. It's a mit- it's a mitzvah. What's that? A good thing. Mitzvah is like a good thing yeah. in, in Judaism. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, Yeah, so I guess there's like the one thing where you can donate your body or you could donate, you know, different parts. But then there's also where you could donate the whole thing. And usually yeah. if you donate your whole body – it's for science and research. There's no other. <laughs> uh, it's either science I or research. I should hope not. Yeah. I don't. Um, <laughs> oh, have you ever seen those like funerals where they bring the body and like prop it up like it's still alive? Yeah. Those are weird. Yeah. There is like there in New Orleans. I yeah. think there's like uh, there's funeral homes that do like very elaborate uh, like they like. There was one like a lady, like a really like grand dame had passed away and she like had like put on like they put on like this party dress. They had a huge party and she's like holding a cocktail. It's like, fuck yes, you bad bitch. Go ahead. Is that the one where she well, I saw one where the lady's wearing sunglasses and she's holding cards like she's playing poker and she's wearing like a sports coat, like a sports. Oh, my God. Team jacket. And she's just like playing poker. No, it's this. Di- oh, that's okay. a different lady. Well, she's she's awesome too. Yeah, they're but, true. Uh, or like, there's a guy. I think this is like down in South America somewhere, like riding a motorcycle <laughs> or something, and oh. then they like have him in like a glass case, and they like <laughs> like tow him. Oh, behind I that saw truck. that. But like, you might as well, and then just cremate that shit. Hell yeah! Give them their thing, cremate. Yeah, you're done. You're done. I don't know, man. I I I. God bless. Yeah. God bless. What a what a what a way to celebrate your life. Yeah. Well, speaking of learning, so science and research, awesome. Yes. Definitely more Amazing. complicated. Not as easy as like filling something out on your license. Right. Uh. So, for this, you usually want to go through like a university or some sort of uh. There's lots of different organizations that can help you with this, and I think. A lot of universities, their their standards aren't as like hardcore. Uh, like I know some organizations don't accept you if you've like had certain diseases or something. But I don't know. It just it all depends. Um, a lot of universities uh, want to see what your body has gone through if you've had you know cancer or I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Well. This is so interesting. So there's like uh, kind of two or maybe like three major routes, two major, one not so major. There's uh, body farms, which we'll talk about. There's being a, a medical cadaver, which we'll talk about. And then there's even like donating. I guess you it would still fall under being a cadaver, but like your body is used in like um, – experiments with like crash testing and stuff it's like for like oh yeah corporations but i don't really have much information on that 
Um, yeah, it's like car. They like make crash test dummies. Yeah, be- basically based on cadavers. Yeah, because they need to know and how, how a human body like would be injured reacts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, you don't want to do that with living people, and you wouldn't get as good of research from like a regular crash test dummy. So they use cadavers. Right. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. So body farms. Uh, This is the most fascinating to me. So fascinating. I learned, I mean, I already knew about these from reading Mm -hmm. a few different books, but I don't think I ever retained how they came about. And there's basically one man that's responsible for body farms. Uh, Mm -hmm. And um, his name is Dr. Bill Bass, and he is with the University of Tennessee, and he has been for like 50 years or so. Didn't he die, though? Oh, maybe he's and then dead didn't now. He donate his. He like donated his body. Oh, he should. Because, of course, he. Yeah, won. I think he. I think he did. He might I be dead. Remember. I watched the yeah. the things I watched were kind of old. Yeah, um, and he was real old in them. Um, yeah. So he was the one who he was studying at the University of Tennessee, and he was studying anthropology, and he was like, you know, kind of like, oh, his thesis was on. Um, you know, what happens when a, a, a body kind of, like, breaks down. He wanted to know, like, what happens after okay. you die um, and all the different stages and stuff. He's so smart. So he set up the Tennessee, the University of Tennessee Anthropological Research Facility. And basically, he used that to read skeletons and bones. Um, and so... Before, like, I guess as he's getting started with this, uh, with setting up the research facility, um, he was helping a lot of the local law enforcement when they had a case and they didn't really understand, you know, because he was like a skeleton and a bone reader at that point. He knew about bones because, you know, you could use old bones and stuff to kind of look at and find things. But then he started realizing, oh, not, you know, there's all these different phases and different situations. We don't know anything about these things. And he was pulled into a case in like the 60s or 70s. I'm not exactly sure when, where a headless body was found in a family plot in a backyard, which is already weird. I That's so weird that people just like bury their relatives in their backyard. But I think it's like a southern thing. I would do that if I had a lot of land. Really? Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't want I believe in natural I believe in natural burial burial. I I like that. Yeah, I like natural burial, yeah. but I wouldn't want it in my yard, I guess. I I don't know. There's something like I, weird to me about that. Eh. Well if if you believe in ghosts or something, maybe, but I don't. You don't. No, so I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so he um he went to this uh so what what had happened was they went um, there was a headless body. It was in the family plot. When he went to check it out, he was like, okay, yeah, like, this is pretty easy. There's still a lot of, like, pink tissue that's attached to the bone. Um, this was, like, between a 24 and 28-year-old white male. Um, he's been dead about a year. He's still pretty fresh, all this stuff. But then, um, oh, and so they thought, um, so maybe there was foul play like oh someone buried this person in the last year and he's headless and he's headless who the fuck is this and who would do this and are they buried on top of another older body whatever um yeah but it turned out they were able to identify him as some rebel officer from the civil war and he had been buried Whoa. in a metal coffin and was preserved so Whoa. it like threw the science off he was completely wrong by like 
century. Centuries. So that like rocked his it rocked his like worldview and yeah. made him realize like okay there's anomalies that can happen and I need to figure out why. Yeah, and every situation is different. We really need to understand and this has been instrumental in how law enforcement law enforcement yeah mm-hmm. works and how they work with researchers and experts to determine when a body is found or a part is found like you know in in a murder or um even a natural death like they're able to to get so much information from these situations because of what dr bass started at the university of tennessee which is yeah the, he's also still alive I was. oh he is okay he's <laughs> yeah well well, because I, there's a – I was look, looking into this, and there's another university that, that does this in Texas. Yeah. And and they – what they'll do sometimes is they'll put bodies out in different areas that are, like, participating in this study. They have body farms, like – All over di- the country. Diff- all, over the, all over the country. And they'll put a body out, like, they'll coordinate with each university research department – that does that has a body farm and body farm first of all is not the scientific or the like no the actual like name of it but that for purposes of just talking about it yeah. in colloquial ways like that's what it is mm-hmm. so they'll put a body out that somebody has donated and they'll put a body out at the same time to see how each area climate like climate temperature whatever Effects and like the soil differences affect the the uh, the decay of a body. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. The there's a really good Nat Geo documentary that's like 45 minutes or so. It's kind of a longer one. Vice did a really good one uh, yeah. through Motherboard where they went and visited um, both both documentaries. Went and visited the University of Tennessee and, and they talked to Bill Bass. But um, it but oh, and there's also a really good episode of Criminal. Oh, podcast. About it. Yep. Uh huh. Podcast. Uh, it's so good. You her her uh, she's like super straight laced, like as a narrator, like she's very NPR, you know. Yeah. But and like she's like, and then he like tape the professor like takes her through like the body farm, and she's just like, you can hear her like, uh, upset in her voice as they like come around a corner and see like a really decayed body oh and she and it's like it's like you're like oh you poor thing like and you can really feel her like distress okay because it's like i need it's interesting i need to re-listen to that because i i stopped listening because uh i knew what it was about and i'd already watched a bunch of stuff so i was like oh i yeah like, I'll, I'll i listen to the other podcast you sent me um uh-huh but also, I'm not chill with that NPR voice. It's so inauthentic to me. It's like oh, I love it. Oh, I love God. it. It's so soothing. I can't stand it. And I'm just like, oh, you. But I do like her podcast because usually it's a lot of interviews. Yeah. So there's someone else yeah. talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, you get you get some uh, some emotion from oh, her. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll finish <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. She's like out of breath and like almost like on the verge of tears. Like it's like it's intense. Yeah. Well, think about being a student. So, you know, you have to be cool with this type of stuff if you're going to be in any fields that look at the human body. So whether it is forensics type, you know, law enforcement type roles or uh, medical type roles, like whatever you're going to whatever field you're going to get involved in. Yeah. Um especially if you're at 
at a university like the one the University of Tennessee um, and you have this at your disposal they're bringing groups of students through there and it's like you know as a first timer it's gonna be unpleasant it, it ain't business school kids <laughs> no uh <laughs> Yeah, you're not just like schmoozing and ending up a douchey sales and networking. Yeah, yeah no, no, Mm-mm. like this shit's crazy. And uh, looking at it was disturbing, but I can only imagine what the smell is like. Like it's oh. got to be brutal. Yeah. Um. Uh. Especially through each um stage of decay. Yeah. So, um. So they have bodies placed throughout the 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 big swaths of land that they that the university owns and they have to designate they have to find places to to put these places because a lot of people are like fuck that I don't want that next door to me or whatever yeah. or like um they also have to consider like uh carrion animals like vultures like they ha- like birds flying in the area and like flight patterns shit like that uh so uh, they have to like have a lot of consideration for where they place these, put these places, um, and they put bodies uh, facing upright, so like face up. And some of them are put in cages. Some of them are just like left out in the open for animals to access them. And then some of them are clothed, and some of them aren't. So they can. There's all these little factors that they consider. Yeah, it's so interesting. In the sun, you, in the shade. Yeah, but mm-hmm. sometimes they're face up. Sometimes they're face down. Like sometimes they're face a, down. Yeah. Any situation. And what was really cool is that if there's a case that's like, it doesn't matter if it's local, if it's national, if the police are having a really hard time figuring anything out about it, these body farms will try to recreate the case using one of the donated bodies so that they can get like feedback information to the police about what you know what may have occurred what the circumstances could have been like it's so interesting there was something where I think someone had passed away and they lived in a trailer and you know it was like okay well we found this guy. We don't know how long he's been dead. Like, we don't know. We need to understand kind of what happens if you die in this exact kind of situation so that right. when we find others, we, we can give them a time, a rough time of death. We can give them, you know, like, whatever. They just need to be able to understand the situation. And, you know, there was – this is what's so cool. There was no – there was nothing like this before he started this. No one – could right. look at a body and say, based on this much, right. you know, decay, yeah. we know this. No, there was nothing. It's crazy how much it advanced that field. Bodies, bodies don't decay in a vacuum. No, like each each uh, situation. So, like, there is like an initial like timeline of of process. So the initial decay begins when your cells begin to die. Yeah. Uh, like, and then you already have you, not to be like you know freak out anybody who's a germaphobe but like you have bacteria on you all the time yeah and so when you die and you're not you know your your body's not regulating all this stuff as it does when it's alive the the bacteria takes over yep so um as your as the bacteria takes over the it feeds on you it creates gases and it you're you're like everything inside of you just starts to do what 
they call marbling. Mm-hmm. So like the cut your your color, all of your color drains out of you, and you you um well like your blood yeah. settles, your blood settles, and it creates yeah. these like um different patterns of color, and that's just what happens. Right. It's just that's just what happens. Yeah. yeah, it's not moving through you anymore. So yeah, your your blood co- coagulates, yeah. and uh, whatever position you died in, that's where the blood settles yep. and and stays. And then, you know, it gets a little bit more gruesome with, like, uh, flies, if you're, especially if you're outdoors, will come and, like, lay eggs on you or inside of your your nose, mouth, whatever. Um, and then a few days later after that, typically, your body starts to do what they call purge. And it's just, like, uh, first you bloat. Yeah. Sorry. I skipped a, I skipped a part there. Uh, after the flies lay eggs in you and maggots start crawling everywhere, you start to bloat because the gases build up from all the bacteria that's like started to feed off of you. Yeah. Um, and then the purge is this dark, like the bloating is relieved by this dark fluid. It kind of drains out of you. Yeah. Uh, and it's, that's just the process of decay. Um, yeah. And it, it's gross. It's really gross. Like it's disgusting. It's gross. <laughs> and this is and this is why we as a as a society are like especially American culture are very obsessed with like preserving bodies because I, I think we want a chance to be able to say goodbye and it's like very special to people to be able to view their loved ones in a, a state of non decay. Yeah. Because uh, we're really fixated on uh, on death, I think. Yeah. Uh, so well, and it's unpleasant. But this is what happens. It's gross. It's unpleasant. I mean, people don't like when they see someone get a cut and they bleed. You know, like no one wants to see this. It's like yeah, it's not. Some people attractive. are. Some people are better with it than others. But like this is the natural process. Like your body is, the energy is changing. It is now becoming, going back into, this form where it's not living anymore and it's like breaking down and things are feeding off of it yeah and it's the circle of life yeah and this is what happens when you're not preserved with or embalmed yeah so it's the natural it's the natural it just is what happens it's the process yeah uh but if you're preserved in a different way like the the guy in the airtight coffin this is these are the things that can happen right. naturally and so like this is why like in like you know times before science and medicine when they'd see somebody who is like preserved really well due to whatever factor whether they were like in an airtight coffin or something they like thought they were vampires or some shit or like uh <laughs> saints yeah or whatever exactly. yeah yeah um yeah it's all it's very interesting i think there's also been like there, there's also other kind of uses for these farms. It's not just to help kind of forensics and like criminology and stuff like that. It also uh, helps understand um, like insect activity. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. all still related to dead bodies, obviously. But, you know, if if let's say a body isn't found or or it's buried a little bit under or whatever there are certain insects that come kind of check out what's happening and so if a body isn't readily available there's you know there's ways that insects could be read in at the crime scene to help determine if there's a body there cadaver dogs they also use these farms to like train 
the dogs so that they can learn how to sniff out, you know, a, a foot under, two feet under, six feet under, and, like, kind of what's happening in the area. Or, like, that... Or like those dogs that found that guy that was buried on that guy's property. Remember like a, a last month or whatever, two months ago? The guy that uh, lured his friends oh, to his property yeah. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he, he dug a, he dug like a huge hole with his backhoe and it was like 12 feet yeah. under. Like twice the like depth that a person is usually buried at. And cadaver dogs will still find it because they're trained. Yeah. They're not just smelling for the cadaver. They're smelling for the thing, like for what's happening with the flora and the fauna around the mm-hmm. cadaver and the insects. Like they're they're reading other signals. And in order to figure that out and, and like isolate those, you have to have the cadaver and it needs to be at all these different like Right. Ugh, it's so so awesome. It's so cool. I think Ugh, one I love one it. last thing. If I oh go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was I was just gonna say if I was ever gonna go back to school, it'd be for for forensic anthropology. I love it so much. I mean, I have my BA in anthropology, but yeah, I would go back and do this. Yeah, it's so fucking awesome. It's so interesting. I love that you. I love that you can like tell. I I would love to be a detective. Honestly, I, I just love True. clues and solving puzzles and those types of things. Um, and this mm-hmm. these are like the most interesting puzzles, especially yeah. when you have no context. You know, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's pretty cool. I was gonna mention like this other one thing, but I don't need to. It's like a radar thing. Uh... Are you sure? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, so these body farms are really rad, but those aren't, that's not the only use. That's just one. That's That's just one use. One use. And that's, and it's a more, uh, I would say recent, uh, more, more modern way to donate your body to science. Like otherwise there's like, you can donate your body to be a cadaver at, at, like I mentioned before earlier to a university, um, where the students are using your body to just learn basic anatomy. Yeah. Um, and you could be, I mean, you could be pre-med. You could also be um, an art student. We have a friend, our friend Austin um, is an artist. And I remember in community college, he took anatomy and physiology. And mm-hmm. like you, I, I don't remember if there was a human involved. I feel like maybe his 201 class, there was a human, but... It was like cats and stuff earlier on, but it's because you you're learning about the body, uh, you know, so yeah. you you have that perspective when you are drawing people and stuff. But yeah, um, you need to know all the things. Yeah, but obviously, a lot of doctors in training kind of are, are the ones that <laughs> practice on cadavers the most. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting too. I, there's a really good episode of um, Only Human. Oh. And such a good podcast. Uh, and it's all it's all NYU students that they're they're focusing on, and it's like the first year med students that they like go and they like have these cadavers that they're working on, and uh, one of the doctors that they interview at one point is recalling a time where she like her first it was like her first time, you know, working with a cadaver, and she. The heart was on the other side, which is super rare. And she was like frustrated because she's like, how am I supposed to learn properly? But it's like, this is the thing. Every human body is so different Mm -hmm. and so unique. And you need to be prepared as a doctor to 
be ready for those situations where every person's physiology is it's not always going to be exactly the way it says in the in the textbook like you have to be ready for these millions of different you know random variations of a human body especially if you're like a surgeon or like an er doctor like you have to be able Mm -hmm. to orient yourself like very quickly yeah you know yeah and like if everything's where it's supposed to be like that's great but like and you can probably learn a lot obviously because everything's where it's supposed to be but how cool would it be to like have this anomaly like the very first thing like she's explaining like her and her like lab partners go in and start opening up this body and everything's wrong yeah and then the 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 um the professor comes by and he's like let me see this yeah you guys just can't find it yeah and he's like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) so that it's a really good episode if you guys listen to that and and then it goes into like the nyu med students and how actually a lot of uh the med students that do work on cadavers not just at nyu i'm sure this is like goes for all different programs all over the country at different colleges but um usually second year med students have like uh ceremonies for these bodies for these these human people that they've learned from and it, it's like very beautiful and moving and oh i was it's like so sweet i was listening in starbucks earlier today and i was like getting teary-eyed oh because yeah well, it, not so much because they're having a service for these people, but I thought that was nice. And they were singing, yeah. like, there were, like, students singing Hello by Adele. And oh, it's just silly. It's, yeah, yeah but, but but it was sweet. And also, they, yeah. were, they were reading passages, you know, from their favorite literature. And also, one student had written something about how grateful she was that this person, you know, lived their best life and then donated their body to, to help you know, the students. Other people learn. Yeah, yeah. And, and to help. I mean, it's so unselfish. And if you think about it, it's doing – It's you're doing something for everyone because your body could mm-hmm. be the one that solves a problem or that a student figures something out with, you know? Like, it's so awesome. And so, yeah, they were really, like, humanizing these cadavers. And, and I always – I mean, they mentioned this in the podcast, but – and I've heard this before that – they, you know, they cover up the hands and the face usually when you're mm-hmm. working just because, you know, that's like a human element. And obviously you don't want to see someone's face. Um, yeah, you need to be able to like, you need to be able to focus and think critically while you're doing yeah. and logically while you're learning some of this stuff. So that's the first years they can't see that because they need to be able to like do the basics. Yeah. But the second year med students, they like see the whole the full picture of the this person yeah i mean obviously they don't learn about them or anything no they don't know who they are they just they they don't know who they are they just their their face is uncovered and stuff so they can like see them as an actual human and not just like this thing but also like it's interesting too because this body is like drained of blood and is just like this piece of meat basically that they are working on and it's just it is it's so it's a lot i i i don't think i could ever be a doctor because of this like i i'm too empathic and i like can't i would be constantly wondering who this person was so wouldn't you even if you wanted to be like a forensic anthropologist you'd still have to like do this stuff it's like it's crazy i just 
I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I could do it either. I, I'd like to think it's I could, so but I, even just watching some of the documentaries I watched about this stuff, because mm-hmm. I watched this other film that was like more of like an indie film, and, and it was about mm. what happens when you die and there's no next of kin. Ugh. It was brutally graphic, first of all, but second, um, you know, it it was like showing well, I guess that is brutally graphic. It was just sad. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I it's sad. It. It's heart wrenching. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's weird that this is like business. Like these these students, they're doing this for a grade to move on to the next class. You know, like it's interesting how it's we would associate so much humanity to it, and for them there mm-hmm. is a human element, and that's why they do this ceremony and stuff. But also you have like if you're going to be in that field, you have to learn to separate yeah. those things. And some people can't. I don't think I could. But that's why some doctors have terrible bedside manners. Yeah. Is, you know, they're just like I they're just these logic yeah. based people that are just like this is the diagnosis. This is it. And they can't. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of it, I think, is self-preservation. Yeah, too. for sure. Because that doesn't mean they're like that way in their own no. lives. It just means that they can't let themselves get like bogged down with every single person's case or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I don't know. I I am thankful for the um, healthcare professionals in my life that are just so have really are so, so 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 professional but are also just very human at the same time yeah like and if you if you have ever been through something where you have to like have surgery or whatever and you have to see these people like multiple times and they care not and it's not even just for their ego I think some of it is but it is like if you're if you're wrapped up with this person like I my my doctor that I had my endometriosis surgery with is he was just like I don't know when I'd ever see him again but it just so happens like I have to like go see him yeah randomly and it's like a year later since my surgery and he's just like dying to see me because he wants to know like yeah. he's like wants to know how my body is now but like he also cares about me as a person so. isn't that so weird though like he was he had you cut open and was, was like in your body. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, yeah. I just am so fascinated by medicine and mm. it's never something I could I, – I'd like to think maybe if I worked hard enough I could do it. But like it's just something I don't think I have the stomach for. And like Mm-mm. wow, it's so incredible that like even – I have to get an endoscopy soon. And even that – even just – thinking about someone using a scope and going through my throat down into my body, which I never think about what's in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I never think about like, oh, and my intestines is separate from my heart, from my liver, from like that there's all these parts. It's just one big part, you know? We are a machine. We're a machine in a lot of ways. It's so amazing. We're a machine made up of of blood and guts and skin, and it's just, it's so crazy. I love science. Incredible. And I love our spherical earth i do too <laughs> god bless our friends who are in uh who are healthcare professionals and god bless all of you who listen who are healthcare professionals you're truly doing the lord's work <laughs> <laughs> um 
yeah i don't and thanks for listening to us ramble on about yeah it. <laughs> it's fun uh i think we're both just like passionate about this stuff and uh, uh you know we're obviously true crime aficionados and oh absolutely we're interested in lots of these things so yeah it comes as no surprise but i just like really loved this topic and even uh and if you guys want to learn more there is a great book i don't know oh. how many people are familiar with mary roach Amazing. But Mary Roach is one of the greatest just investigative, like, people in the world. And she has written books about uh, the science behind sex, uh, She, which is called Bonk, which is a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote a book about death and dying, and it's called Stiff. Yep. And a uh, lot, of, lot of, like, heartfelt vibes, for, like, for her while we were researching this. Uh, she also has a good uh, book about uh, space travel called pa- Packing for Mars, which is incredible, too. Just like uh, like how they figured out how people can take a shit <laughs> in zero gravity has like a lot of vacuums need to be deployed. <laughs> yeah. You guys think about it like something wrong had to happen. Like things had to go wrong yeah. before they were like, shit, we need to figure out how to do this. <laughs> Literal. Well, shit. I mean. They're like, fuck, like, they're going to have zero gravity. How are they going to get their doo-doos out, like, without it all just floating back up to their butt cheeks? Like, what do we do? <laughs> you know? But so she, she like, delves into these topics and, like, really goes for it. And I think uh, I, I, she's a personal hero of mine. Oh, God. Obviously, because, like, this, all this shit that she does is... um. Up my alley. I feel like we should write a parody song uh, about Mary Roach's book, uh, Digging Into Shitting with No Gravity, and the <laughs> hit musical Wicked's Defying Gravity. There's something <laughs> in there that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, I'll make it happen. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Any Anything else you want to add to this topic? Uh, I was just going to say, if you're, like, really into this and you, like, want to donate your body to science, like, just make sure that you research it thoroughly um, and know that it's unlawful to provide monetary incentives for an individual's body donation prior to and after death. That is a law in the United States of America. Um, Doesn't That kind of sucks that you can't get paid out for it while you're alive. <laughs> I feel like there'd be, like, some – it'd be, Sketchy like, the shit. grave – the grave digger kind of thing would come back into in vogue. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Or there'd be a lot of like um, forgery and like weird. (laughs) There'd be like dudes showing up like it's my aunt. Yeah. Here's a body. (laughs) Oh yeah. No. uh, They consented. Yeah. Um, And then like also usually after they're done with your body, they've gotten all the research they need to get done with it. They're going to cremate the remains and send them back to the family or the loved ones. So that's for um, cadavers specifically, right? Because like specifically, yeah. I think because the yeah. body farm, I think they save your bones in a box. Oh, no. Yeah. OK, dude. I and one of the guys like I forget which university in Texas it was, but he was he's like the head of the department there. He's like, I'm donating my body to do this and I hope they keep the bones and like, you know, keep the skeleton in 
the university so I could watch over yeah. everybody. I thought that was really cute. That was cute. Oh, well, that was another weird thing about the body farms because people were like, oh, I want to donate my body, but um, I don't want to be the one that's like put out for the vultures. Because like you, there's like certain scenarios mm-hmm. and stuff and they're like, well, we can't like guarantee what what where we put your yeah. body um but noted <laughs> i i like the idea of like the quote-unquote sky burial where where you do have your body scavenged by oh like like birds who who you know yeah scavenge your body i don't know i like i like the tree the natural the natural death tree thing because that was another thing that was interesting was like when you die and you're on like soil or whatever all the vegetation around you dies as you're like excreting the The, juices and whatever it's it's toxic it's toxic but a year later the ground is super fertile so they have these i've seen like a video for it or whatever the pods Yeah, yeah where you're like you become a tree uh, yeah, so that's cool. I'm I'm down for that. That's what I would think I would want. Yeah, I I just don't I don't want to be pumped full of a uh, formaldehyde. Formaldehyde, and I don't yeah. want to be in like a casket. I don't know. I I just I don't either. I don't care about that. I and I thought cremation was a good option, but actually, it's like not great for the environment. And there's all these things about mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I think we'll do a topic. We'll do an episode on the topic of like funerals and stuff because that shit's fucked up mm. uh, in terms yeah. of like the industry. And I think there's so much around this death and dying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's interesting. I'm not scared of it. I don't think. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, same. That's all I got. Um, do you want to do the sound effect once more for the end of this? <laughs> because it's kind of a downer (laughs) it is kind of a downer but But i also just like i also just i love it i love it hold on ready yeah (laughs) it's it's loading Oh my god. So good. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> follow us on social media. Yeah, we're like more fun on there. Um. <laughs> yeah. This is like the macabre. Macabre. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Uh, it's not like the first and, and it's dying. not the last. Death and dying is always rough. Yeah. Uh, but it's so interesting, and you can make a difference in somebody's life if you donate yeah. your body or so parts cool. of it. Um, uh, if you want to. No pressure. I'm just going <laughs> to donate my lady parts. Um, mm. I got a hot vag. Yeah, follow us on social media at DTFU Podcasts. Um, my fu- air aware. My funeral. I'm just gonna call it the pussy procession, and then it's just gonna be me <laughs> with my legs spread out, and I'm gonna have sunglasses on, and like people are just gonna carry me. And your puss is just <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, and people are out like dancing behind me, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's hot. Love Gross. it. Yeah. Um, Share with a friend. Yeah, especially after we just <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, get somebody in that puss that puss posse or whatever you <laughs> yeah. just call it. P- pussy um, procession. 
it's a procession. It's a possession. A possession. Yeah. Are you possessed? I don't know. <laughs> That's when your puss has a demon. <laughs> uh, rate, review, subscribe. Um, yeah. Also, guys, this is a big announcement. If you've made it this far and you're still listening. <laughs> We have a website now that I made <laughs> by my my own goddamn self. Oh, she's feeling herself, feeling herself. Feeling herself. <laughs> I made a I made a website. Uh, it's dtfupodcast.com. Yep. Um, you can send us notes there. You can listen to episodes. Uh, you can read about our lives, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Eventually, it'll it'll be even more complete, but it's a pretty basic sit. Uh, we're now, gonna so. do like a fo- a joint photo shoot, so we have like profesh photos up there of, yeah. of us. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be hot. Everybody's gonna love it. Um, I think that's I it. Think that's uh, it yeah. Join join the secret Facebook group. It's pinned to the top of our regular Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. All right. I'm good. All right. I'll be excellent. I'm good too. Be excellent to each other. All right. Love you guys. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.